Welcome everyone to episode 26 of the Perlo Podcast Top 10 List from the South Carolina Low Country. Joining the podcast as always is Mathis. If it sounds like I'm being shelled in a Saving Private Ryan movie, just know it's the fireworks from the rednecks that are next door. Mathis is on vacation this week and he is taking time away from his family and his um, beach time to join us today. So thank you. Uh, Adam is here. Hello, Sean. <laughs> and I am your host, Shane. If you've never listened to us before, uh, the, the format of this show is I give these fellows a topic. They take that topic. They create a top 10 list of that, that topic. They deliver it to me. And then I reveal the top 10 list while we record, and they yell at each other about it. Uh, this, today's topic is top fight scenes of all time. So we're talking movie fight scenes, top ones of all time. All right, so um, before we get into city shout-outs, let's get to some news real quick. This is on all of our minds. What is up with state governments, the way they're handling things right now, in particular ours, Henry McMaster? Henry, Henry's idea is, hey, man, we'll just let 5,000 kids go to school and everybody else can go to hell. That's kind of his move. Excuse for – for those that listen in Iran and California. All right. Uh, the colonel probably can do this better because he has some experience in private education. But our esteemed uh, governor, we got $32 million, I believe was the number, from uh, the from the CARES Act to make schools safer for COVID. He decided to take 66% of that and send it for that 5,000 low-income students can get scholarships to private schools for X amount of dollars, which doesn't cover the whole tuition. Keep in mind, that is 66% to cover 5,000 students in a state that has over a million students in it. Yeah, the, uh, basically because the superintendent of education was not along with his plan, because his plan is the puppet boy Betsy DeVos plan, because he is a coward, um, <laughs> he decided to give her a big middle finger and give that money to the private school. Big problem with this, and it's actually getting blocked in court today, they just talked about it, is that our state constitution does not allow federal funds to go to, or it, I'm sorry, to go, any funds from taxpayer money to go to private or religious schools. So he might give this thing blocked. Basically for our friends and cities outside of our state, Basically what happened was Foghorn Leghorn got up on stage and said, hey, public schools, screw you. And then a lawyer in Orangeburg basically went straight up Yosemite Sam and basically just took him out behind the shed and shot it to death. And so we're probably going to get the money we're supposed to have. But it's really, if you've never heard Henry Master talk, you will understand everything you know about our state government just by hearing him speak. I I'm Governor Grant. And, and I'm really – really biting my tongue right here not to attack him on a very personal level because I have some experience with him and his progeny on a personal level. But when the 2022 election comes around, please tune into the Perlow podcast because I will be letting you know exactly how I feel about and Governor Foghorn. And there's a lot of, lot of passion from these gentlemen right now about uh, Governor Grandpa, and it's strictly because – 
I want you guys, people to remember, like, everyone is worried about our president, 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 but the more local the election is, the more it affects you directly. All politics are local at the end of the day. Well, City shout-outs first. Shout-out to Goose Creek, South Carolina. We appreciate y'all tuning in. We got a lot of loyal listeners there. Shout-out to Hampton, Virginia, and the Seven Cities. Appreciate y'all tuning in. Uh, Portland, Oregon. I hope y'all, I hope the listeners that listen to the show didn't get picked up by the secret police um, and you're able to hear your shout-out. And finally, shout-out to those going back to school in Lower Saxony, Germany. Somehow you were able to go back to school, but we can't figure it out. So shout-out <laughs> to y'all. Appreciate you turning into the Perlo podcast. Well, before we get before we get too far, though, I will say this, though. Shane, did you notice how, like, how much – Adam's going to have to reach down and pick up those names he was dropping. Like, he has so much power. The colonel has so much power in this state. It is unbelievable. And one day we will all bend a knee to him. To let I, I got a lot of non-power for a dude sitting in a sleeveless T-shirt on his couch right now. There is no way that this podcast doesn't come back to bite him in the 2035 election. Oh, listen, everybody, everybody in this podcast is going to not get a job because of this podcast. <laughs> Everyone's everyone's dreams and goals are going to have to be slightly altered because of this podcast. Yeah, Adam, I, there's no doubt in my mind that Adam Adam is going to be into politics and it's going to start on a very local level. It's going to start like school board, and then he, next thing you know, he's running. He's a state house member. Next thing you know, he's a state senator, and then he's the lieutenant governor. And then he's I'm too governor. no, I'm too angry. I, one, I think I'm too angry, and two, I'd rather be in charge of the General Assembly of South Carolina because that's where the real power is. You are and also there now, it is. You are also very bald now. It's awful hard. I can't. I can't be. Dude, once you lose the hair, they don't want you. The, the, the freaking. You know the, you know lizard brain of everybody that votes is like, hey, you got no hair. He ain't a very good politician. So that, you know, I got to get those Jimbo Fisher hair plugs. Oh, beautiful. Let's get on to it, boys. We're doing top fight scenes of all time. Let's start with notable omissions. First, Anakin versus Obi-Wan at the end of Revenge of the Sith. That's a great one. I love that one. But I also really hate Hayden Christensen, so. <laughs> I would claim that that's not the best of the prequels fights, though, because Dooku versus Yoda is way better. That is a good one. That is good. Too. That's a great one. But what's it, great I actually about think this, there's one even better than that one. The, the great part about this fight scene that I'm describing, Anakin versus Obi-Wan, is the result that comes from it and, like, the epic creation of Darth Vader, you know, right after the fight scene. God, how bad are those prequels? How bad? Revenge so much, of the Sith is good. So much hope went into, into those, and people just were so angry. First two are terrible. <laughs> the Re Revenge of the Sith is good, but they really – they, well, we really don't need to get down the Star Wars track, but it's almost like they were like, okay, Hayden, I want you to take everything you know about acting and let it go. And I just <laughs> hulk the lines to us. What's funny is I have watched Hayden Christensen not be a bad actor. Like, I have watched, like, where? In Shattered Glass. He's good in Shattered Glass. He's good in that. When, you know, he basically the guy who made up the stories for, I believe, the Washington, for the New Republic. Um, he play, he played the guy who actually made him up. He was pretty good in that. Never seen but, it. I I didn't even know this was a movie. Where are you watching these? That's a he. That was one of his big. That's one of his major roles. Look it up. It's good. Um, he's that's, not for those at home. Drink for a uh, random movie, <laughs> random movie drop by Mathis. <laughs> um, 
Next notable omission, the Black Panther Korea scene. Mm. With the car and... It's a good movie. I wouldn't put that in, like, the best fights of all time. Here's, a, here's the thing about my fight scenes. If, first of all, they have to have some length to them. And I'll be honest with you, the more graphic, the better. Like, I like... I don't, I don't say, like graphic. We, we know because you're, no, you're, you're a very simple man. But it's and you know you don't you don't same reason you don't watch horror movies because you don't like to have any kind of like you know spice to your life. It's okay. I'm sure your horror movies are stupid. Why would you pay to be scared? Some like some like live a little dangerously. Some like next notable mission. The last one is the last dream in Inception. Yeah, nah. The snow and the van. Nah, I'm good. No. I, I liked Inception, but I will say this. That is such like a vanity move by the director and the writer of that film. Like, it's so like meta. It's insane. Like, it's like, you know, you got to really understand. If you ever has my try to describe Inception to you, you hate that person by the end of it. You know, because they're always like, you got to understand, man. Like, it's so many things going on. Man. It's a dream inside a dream inside a dream. Like, just shut up and move forward. It's a great movie. I like it, but. You know, I'm not listening to people that talk like that. Like, I watched the movie. I get it. Did the All top right. fall? Did the top fall, Shane? Did the top fall? Uh, was he still dreaming? Yep, that's a great <laughs> question. I think he was back in reality, but that's just me. Let's get into the top ten list. Mathis is number ten. Is Maximus versus Tigers in Gladiator? Oh, that is a good one. Okay, well, first of all, it's versus the tigers, like the actual animal, and versus a guy named Tigress. Because in that fight scene, like that, remember every time they have something going, they let a look, the guys are holding the tigers back and they keep letting a little more line out, a little more line out. And then he actually ends up stabbing one of the tigers and he ends up beating this dude in this huge, like, silver mask. And I love Gladiator is my favorite movie of all time. By far. Wow. It's, it's so good. Yeah. It, it hurt me to put it, at, to put this at 10, but because I will tell you this the war scene is actually better. The opening fight of that is way better. That's a great op- like in terms of we should do a top ten movie openings. That has to be up there. That's not better than Saving Private Ryan, but I, I didn't say it was. But I'm saying it has to be top ten. I'll be honest, it, it's close for me. Um, but I say Saving Private Ryan is also great. But the thing about the Tiger thing is when he has the chance, you see how he's like benevolent because when he gets the thumbs down from Joaquin Phoenix, he refuses to stab him. Um, it's very – it's just it, – it describes that it, – it gives you who that character is, but the action is great. And what's funny is it looked – they upped the shutter speed, I think, and so it makes it look that much faster than it should be. Um, pretty cool. It's a – that's a great that, – that whole movie is great, but also it ruined Joaquin Phoenix forever for me because I'm like, what an a-hole. Like, in every movie, I'm like, he's Commodus. He's an a-hole. First of all, when he when when he ends up killing Dumbledore, it's just not cool, man. Like, not, it's not. Cool. <laughs> all right, number ten for Adam is the church fight in the Kingsman. Have y'all seen the Kingsman? Dude, no. that's, that's a really good one. When he looks at that woman and tells her, "When I have to go home to see my gay lover," it's great. <laughs> the Kingsman is a. It's actually not a bad movie. It's it's pretty good. I didn't see the sequel to it, but it's not bad. But the whole premise is like. I don't want to spoil too much, but basically, like, um, there's a sound through the cell phone that makes people crazy. There is a fight scene in a church with Colin Firth that is so crazy and so insane 
you have to literally if you're at home right now pause this youtube it it's one of the best fights you'll see it's nuts it's got all sorts of insane action it's a total melee it's a great movie fight let's be real the kingsman is a better takeoff on james bond like it's they, it's a less corny James Bond. Yeah, it's a parody, but it's a better. It's not really, a, but they play it so straight, and like it's that fight scene. First of all, the it's not as far as of, of a parody as Austin Powers. No, and that's why it's really good. Yeah, it's t- the thing is the whoever choreographed that fight scene, like dude, they got after it because like it's very. There's a million things going on like at once. It's it's oh, a, for sure. It's extremely well done and the action is great in it and very smooth too yes it's james bond on laughing gas is how they describe it funny all right number nine for adam is the final fight in gladiator i liked the last fight because it was there was a satisfaction to it you know what i mean yeah it's definitely final and what's funny is you don't and like you know he's gonna win but by the same token like you're not sure because i mean they when he stabs him in the back right before it, like, and then they get, and like, he's just fighting, he's getting back the whole time, he drops dead right there, he sees his wife. Like, it's, I'm telling you, man, it's a, it's a good one. It's, you, that one is good. I like the other one better because of the Tigers. That's basically the best way. Oh, no, no, no. I, I love the Tiger fight, don't get me wrong, but something about the satisfaction of him killing Commodus was just like, that made it a great fight. Also, because he was wounded in it, it made it better to see him win. Has there been a better line than father to a murdered son? husband to a murdered wife and i shall have my vengeance in this life or the next i love that line hey can we talk about this for a second is that the only good russell crowe movie la confidential la confidential yeah that's a good movie i i actually like russell crowe and not in what he's been in recently but like i like some of his more serious stuff like i liked him in that body of evidence was it not body of evidence what's the one um the cia movie with leonardo dicaprio he's good in that um, he's good in the insider when he's the when he is the insider. He's good in that. His early stuff's better. Oh, a beautiful mind isn't bad. I take that back. Yeah, like I said, I, he's good in Cinderella Man. Yes, there's a movie called The Nice Guys that he's in with Ryan Gosling that a lot of people say he's great in, but I haven't seen it. When Russell Crowe is not trying to be a quote unquote <sighs> star, he's better. He's in Les Mis. I mean, yeah, but he can't sing. Ooh, he's bad in Les Mis. He's he bad. really cannot sing, and I like I, I like Les Mis. So. Oh, he was on Rafferty's Rules on TV. Are we just reading his IMDb page now? Yes, I am. <laughs> We're moving on. Number nine for Mathis is Adonicus Rex versus T-Rex in Jurassic World. Okay, this is my kind of spoiler one because I wanted to have one that's kind of offbeat, but I love Jurassic World. It kind of brought Jurassic – because Jurassic Park was a huge movie for me. But in Jurassic World, when they released the T-Rex to fight the engineered dinosaur, like, in spoilers, turn this off, you have not seen it, the Andonicus Rex gets eaten by the whale dinosaur. It's very cool. Like, it's just that whole – and what's funny is – What you just described to me sounds like the dumbest movie of all time. Well, that's because you don't appreciate – you don't appreciate, you know, wonderment and greatness. <laughs> you hate all things that are awesome. Um, but, like, it's – the cool part to me is like the fact of you know it's CGI, but they don't. It's not goofy. Like everything has texture, everything makes sense. They don't just kind of throw it together. Um, I it's it's a great fight scene, and they you know you're not sure if the rat and the raptors are running around there, and 
You know, when I was a kid, the raptors terrified me. I was like, because you know they could open doors. I used to have nightmares about those jokers yeah. because they could open like the non-rounded knobs. And I remember being a kid, I'm like, oh, my knob is rounded. I'm safe from raptors tonight. Like just being so relieved that I didn't have like a hook handle. <laughs> me, me and our buddy uh, CC have a thing in like the seminal cinema moment. The moment I know I love movies was Jurassic Park when they first see the brontosauruses like coming through like that was like my oh my god movies are awesome also the music in Jurassic Park alone makes you want to makes you love movies who does that John Williams yes of course he does and Spielberg and Spielberg really I mean you know everybody gives Spielberg hell that he never does like he never does a you know a hard movie I mean other than Schindler's List but um you know he really did a, that that movie the practical and the computer effects and all and those great only drastic part that really sucks is the third one with sam when sam Neill comes back that's a terrible movie. the premise on that one is bad it's just it's just really poorly just thought out yeah. well what right. book? they're all no, bad. That's why. they're all bad number eight on mathis list this is a good one Riggs versus mr joshua and lethal weapon Dude, I pulled this out from way back. Yes, you did. I love Lethal Weapon, especially the first two of them. Um, but the first one, when he and Gary Busey are on that lawn, he's like, you want a shot at the title? And then he puts, like, the Hurricane Rada, like, neck lock on him. Like, it's just amazing. Um, and guess back before Gary Busey was, you know, like, side-eyed, you know, with, like, that giant telltale heart eye he has going on now. Um, you know, he That was also back when Mel Gibson was okay. Yeah, before Mel Gibson hated all the Jewish people. Um, yeah. But, you know, him and Nick Cannon. But, um, you know, it's the whole thing is it, like, seriously, that, that fight scene is, like, the whole rest of the movie is all, like, guns. And that whole movie, there's no gunplay. It's just, like, you know, straight up, just, like, it's a basically a hockey fight. Um, they go out there, and, like, he, you see, like, how physical it is. And when he finally wins, you're like, yes, he's not going to kill himself later, you know, like he did one too early in the movie. I would say the best Lethal Weapon is definitely Lethal Weapon 6, starring Always Sunny Cast. Oh, God, Lethal Weapon 6 is good. It is, it's always so <laughs> sunny, and I feel like I'm missing out so much. You got you to get into it. You got to get into it. it. You, would, you would love it. It's absolutely your humor, every single bit of it. They, they do a great job, especially in the early seasons, of uh, – doing a satire of what was going on at the time, like issues with North Korea, gun violence. Like, they just cover everything so well. It's, it's an amazing show. You'd like it a lot. I'm actually – I'm on season 13 or something right now, and they just yes. started doing Trump jokes, and it's great. Hey, have you noticed they started – like, everybody's using that meme now of Danny DeVito with the two guns. Like, so anyway, I started blasting. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Danny DeVito is, is low-key probably the best character on that show. The story of how they got him is great, too. Basically, he just liked the show. The show was going to not get renewed. and They were like, you have to get someone else on the cast. Danny DeVito's like, yeah, I'll do it. You can pay me whatever. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, moving on. Number eight, let's go to Adam's list. His number eight is Rocky versus Clubber Lang, the final fight. The final fight, not the original one where Rocky gets worked. I'm talking about the final fight versus Clubber Lang. Yes. You mean, like, I'm not tired? <laughs> yes. I love that fight. That is my favorite Rocky fight. I like that fight even more than the fight. My number two Rocky fight would be the fight in the first movie versus Apollo Creed where he loses to Apollo Creed, but it's still a great fight. Right. Because is there a better – I still think Clubber Lang is the best Rocky villain. 
Yeah, even I, more I, so than Ivan Drago. I would make the argument that Rocky Three is the best of the Rockies. I don't oh, know wow. easily because he because of club because of Mr. T, it's the best movie. Um, because he makes it go, and he he you see his like you know that whole workout montage when he's out there and getting ready for the fight. He's knocking dudes out like it's great. <laughs> and at the and at the end when they come through and he. You know, he beats Clubber Lang. It's a huge moment. I want you to know, this was not on my list, and I took hell for having no Rocky movies on my list for my family at the beat. They're so pissed, no Rocky's on there. But I don't think it's better than what I have. But I, I do I do agree. The Clubber Lang fight, of the Rocky fights, best fight they got. Also, Rocky Three gave us Eye of the Tiger. Is that when Eye of the Tiger came in? for? That's when Eye of the Tiger comes in. Really? Wow. Because that's – you're right, because that's when yep. he's training him, and he's like, you had that eye of the tiger when we first fought. You're right. Amazing. It's a, it's a great coach's metaphor movie about complacency. Yeah. <laughs> look at you. All right, let's look at your number seven. This this one pops up when I look at top ten movie scene uh, fight lists on the internet. This one is on every one of them, and that's Kill Bill versus The Crazy 88. Have you? Do you like Kill Bill? Too glory. I love Kill Bill. I, I love. I will tell you this though. I prefer the second volume two to volume one. I do too. But I like was the Ai Ling or whatever his name, the, the the Asian master. I like him. Better. Yeah, I, I I like that. I like Bud's whole story in volume two. I like the resolution. Oh, that's better in volume two. But in volume one, when she fights the crazy eighty eights and it's a big sword karate fight, that is an awesome movie fight. And no one can deny that. And it's we talk about good fighting choreography. That one has great fighting choreography. Yeah, they they put it together really well. Especially in, like they, it's it's very Tarantino and that there's blood everywhere. But it's still you don't get like it's not sensory overload. You know. No, it, it's you know Shane said it's too gory. I don't think it's too gory. I think it's you know it's what you expect, but it, it's appropriate for like they're fighting with swords. It's gonna be gory. Yeah, I don't like that. I'm going to tell you, I think Tarantino, his, like, I, I respect that all his movies are homages, but, like, the Kill Bills, to me, like, it is such a love letter to Kung Fu movies. It's amazing. Um, I, I, and you I, love Kung Fu movies. I, I, my brothers used to watch them all the time. Like, we saw all those old Jet Li, like, films where, like, their mouths moved 37 times. It comes out in English. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> uh, you all know my hatred of subtitles. But um, hates to read. <laughs> <laughs> but he's a doctorate of English. Yeah, but um, yeah. I like I said, I, I like that one. I also like the the end of Kill Bill one, when she has like hacked up the secretary woman. That's kind of eerie, man. When you realize who Kill Bill who Bill is going to be, and you realize it's a uh, Carradine. And you're like, oh yep. my, this is about to get super real. Well, how about your number seven, Mathis? Captain America versus Iron Man. In, in Civil War, it's it should have been actually Captain America and Winter Soldier versus Iron Man. But when he finds out that the Winter Soldier has killed his parents and the anger in Robert Downey Jr.'s face, and they're getting ready to throw down, and you realize this is the fight you've been waiting for. Because in the original Civil War, Cap dies. Um, I believe it's Cap dies. Um, in that one, and so yeah, I believe that's right. It's either Cap or Iron. One of the two died. The big question when the movie came out was which one was going to die. 
Um, and <clears throat> at the end, when he stabs that shield through the middle of it, and you realize that like, they're not going to be against each other. Like, you know, the whole scene is, it's so fast, but they keep flipping the shield between the Winter Soldier and Captain America. It's very cool, man. It's just, if you like Marvel movies, that's probably the best fight in the Marvel movies. I know people are going to point to the airport scene, but the airport scene is really, I hate to say gratuitous, but there's just so much going on. Um, that that one is much more, I think, I'll tell you this, I feel like enclosed spaces make for better fight scene movies, if that makes any sense. Well, you, yes. know you can't get yes. I agree with what you're saying. Also, I found this out about, about myself is I like fight scenes where the camera doesn't cut. Like, it's just one long take. Um, I feel like, I don't know why that is, but like when the camera disappears, it disappears to be one. Like, they did it all at once as opposed to breaking it up. Some of like, and, and that's what my number one is, what it is. But, yeah, I was getting ready to say, we later on, we experienced that. Yeah, no, number one, and I believe number two um, for yes. me have those two yes. like definitely it's actually one two and three um but yeah that's definitely what i, I found that out myself as i made the list i uh i don't watch any of the marvel movies so i've never seen it yeah. really what's, what's your beef with marvel eh, i just not into them i have a hard time getting into them here's here's my thing I'll, I'll drop it and adam you'll probably agree you might not well, that's only, only that's his only two choices. He can either agree or not agree. No, no, let, let him finish. <laughs> Super, superheroes are stupid. I don't want your fake powers. Batman had real powers. Batman was a real human. He didn't have no superpower BS. He just went out there and fought crime in a bat suit. I know that's all right. But I, I, I do, I do disagree with you because I actually like like the X Men and stuff like that. I don't know, man. Just I, I, I never got into the Avengers. I don't know why. I have the time now, well, a little bit of time, to watch some. I'll, I'll watch, you know, Captain America, Winter Soldier, or Civil War, whatever it is now. I'll, I'll watch it, but, like, I, I just – I never could get into it. I don't know why. Yeah, it's – Something about them isn't appealing to me. I did love the first two Iron Mans, but I, I just kind of stopped watching them after that. And I like Doctor Strange, but, like, I, I – dude, I've never even seen more, uh, like, Avengers Endgame or anything like that. Yeah, I mean – I said I got really into them because I like I like the storylines behind them. Um, I like the books, and so I like those. But you know, the thing is, I like the actual. I probably like the standalone DC movies better. But the problem is that there's no like fun to the like, one thing about Marvel movies that are they're fun to watch. Like they have some humor involved. The problem with DC is they're like this is going to be dark and gritty, and because they felt they had to do like Nolan, and you couldn't do Nolan. Like that's not how you're. Gonna, they keep trying to take all the other characters and make them just like you said, like a dark, gritty Batman story, and that's just not going to happen. Like, I've yet to see anyone make a good new Superman movie. The problem, he, yeah, he's that's true. Paper, like he's the easiest character to go after. You know well, what I mean? The problem with Superman is how do you write a movie basically about Jesus? Because that's really what Superman is. Like, Superman is the Masonic figure. Like it. You know, it's messianic. What? Like, think about it. Superman cannot be beaten except by one thing. So, like, so what's Superman's ultimate problem? He can't save everybody. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's never gonna, it's never like, there's never a Spider-Man or Batman issue of I can't do it. He can do it all. He's better than everybody you possibly know. So, writing for him, like I said, there's no good Superman movie. Batman's love of his life dies because he can't save everybody. Say what? The love of Batman's life dies because he had to choose between um, 
you know, uh, Harvey Dent and um, Rachel. I just said Batman's easier to write than Superman. Oh, man. I thought you said – never mind. No, Superman is hard to write because Superman's biggest issue is he cannot save everyone. That's the problem. Like, because he does – like, he, there's no weakness to his game. I thought uh, Watchmen with Dr. Manhattan did a good job of explaining what, like, a real Superman figure would be like. Yeah, and what the problems with it would be. Yeah, like, because you're so powerful, after a while, you would just literally stop caring. Yeah, you would lose – you would lose – first of all, Watchmen in itself is super interesting. Yes, it is. I agree. The The Vietnam scene in that movie is brutal, though. Yes. yes. So, let's move on. Speaking of brutal, John Wick 2 – through the club is Adam is Mathis's number six. John, That's an awesome one. I love John Wick. John, first of all, I'm gonna tell you right now, Keanu Reeves might be one of the best action. St- he gets no credit for being an action star, but you think about the movies he's been in. Like John Wick is that 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 is old school action movie right there, and like he is he does it in such a way that it looks very tactical. Like he always shoots with two hands. You know, <clears throat> you don't see that a lot. And then, like, he all, like, he's doing that, like, you know, that weird kind of gun kata, like, you know, it's all kind of martial artsy with it. And then when he and Common throw down in the middle of that movie, like, when they're heading back, and they end up in back in the hotel, you know, in that alternate universe where you can just shoot people in the middle of the street and nobody cares. <laughs> um, and so, like, in Common, once again, underrated bad guy. I was getting ready to say that. But he, but they really do, like, it's that, that scene, all, John Wick. I also love this too because he goes against the stereotype that we talked about in Dr. Ty one time. He reloads all the time. Yes. There's he counts shots. Exactly. I, I love John Wick. I, I, every single movie, I love John Wick. He doesn't try to bend bullets. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Wanted. Tremors is coming, boys. Tremors is coming. Yeah, we're waiting on it. We're Give waiting. us time, but it's happening. First and all, then there's there's already a um, there's already a movie in the hole too for a live cast. Yeah, they never. They next time they uh, next time they lock us down, we'll make sure they're going to lock us down in this couple of weeks. We'll probably be able to get it done. <laughs> yeah, that's coming easily. All right, now finally, comedy makes the list on Adam uh, and his number six, and the news team assembled an anchorman for an awesome epic fight. Oh, I see you read the same list I read. I did, but I, it made me think about it. I was like, dang, that is one of my favorite movie fights because it's ridiculous and they're using insane weapons. Like they're using like Planet of the Apes weapons. Tridents. I mean? <laughs> yeah, and, and the guy from Shawshank Redemption cuts a guy's arm off with a machete. He cuts yeah. off a, a <laughs> Luke Wilson's arm. Did you say the one from Anchorman 2 or Anchorman 1? Anchorman 1. Yeah, I think the one with the second one where they're having all the different news agencies. Oh, no, no, actually, I'm sorry. I took that back. That's – no, I'm I, I going to say the first one's my favorite. Yeah, Jim Carrey, Canada, and yeah. Ben Stiller, Spanish, and yeah. Will Smith is in it. Like, you know, yeah. it's, it's – He does ESPN. <laughs> the, the first one, the best the best line of that when they get back, and he goes, well, that escalated quickly. Yeah, that I was like, awesome. like, I like they go, Rick killed a guy with a trident. Yeah. <laughs> And then he goes, I've been meaning to talk to you about that. You might want to lay low and go to a safe house or stay with a family member. You might yeah. be wanted for murder. The post-fight scene might be better than the fight scene. And the fight scene. Yes. Yeah. Can I tell you that, like, Anchorman was a movie that I watched the first time and did not like. 
And then as I've watched it more, I've grown to be one of my favorites. You know, I will say this. Will Ferrell movies can be very hit or miss. And that was how I was with Tropic Thunder. God, I love Tropic Thunder. Tropic Thunder. Oh, now I love Tropic Thunder. It's so quotable. Like, that's the thing about I will say this. Even a bad Will Ferrell movie is is so quotable. Like, all of them are quotable. Even Blade Glory, like, which really sucks. Semi-pro. I love Semi-pro. I thought it was yep. great. Coffee Black. Turkey. Favorite characters of all time. I, I said, did I say Tropic Thunder for Will Ferrell? Yes. I meant, I meant, I meant semi-pro. I was uh, thinking the Tropic I mean, in my head. So we let that Tropics. And I was thinking about, and you're right, Will Ferrell wasn't in that movie. No, he wasn't. But, I thought you yeah, were pivoting. I, I was thinking the Tropics when I said that, and I was like, semi-pro is Tropic Thunder. <laughs> <laughs> It'll now be called that in my head. All right, well, we got to take a break real quick. Um, so... Uh, you know, this is your time to use the bathroom while you listen to a word from our sponsor. One. And we are back with Mathis and Eric. Um, you know, we appreciate you listening uh, to to our uh, our podcast. And uh, Mathis is going to tell you about the, the rest of the Perlo Podcast Network and some offshoots of ours. Well, the PPN is a multi-finger uh, franchise where we have – the Perlo podcast is, of course, the mothership. And then off of that, we have Dr. Ty and the Colonel, which is basically me and uh, Adam just absolutely throwing down on whatever hits our fancy that week. Um, I, I always described as two quasi-intellectuals who were just talking about the news of the day, um, which when we decide – Quasi that, is very crucial right there. <laughs> um, then we have, of course, the best research podcast of the PPN, which is Black – Short stories in black history, I apologize. Just said black. I'm sorry. Black. Guys, I'm telling you, man, I'm running on about two hours of vacation sleep. I know you are, buddy. Short stories stories on black history where I have been a guest, and I believe so has our good buddy Shane. I have. He did an interesting one about black vacations. I keep keep sending Dre like topics and little info tidbits, hoping I get invited, and he is it is just not happening. Oh, it's coming. I talked to him about it. You're you're coming on. on. Putting the colonel on would be a major step forward in racial relations with this country. (laughs) (laughs) Who are you talking about? Neo Nazi over there? With your soul patch of hatred? Oh God! First of all, my niece today started like I've let my soul, my uh, goatee grow out so long. She was like stroking it, coming out the side. I was like, "What are you doing, Gratitude? Yours is way longer than my dad's." But um, we were uh, and finally, the one cool thing that has happened is we have have our first kind of offshoot of somebody who listened to our podcast, which is Neil and Will's Final Four, which was a one of our loyal listeners. Coach Menden, he um he hit us up and he said he really thought he'd like to do it. He thought it'd be a lot of fun, which we always say it is. If you've ever thought about doing a podcast, I will say it is probably the most fun you can have with your friends. Um, you know, it's it's you you doesn't you get to talk about whatever you want to talk about. And for us, we have twelve listeners, but we we all appreciate everybody. So, um, I listened to them the other day. They did the best buffet foods for Sunday buffets, wow. and they done they done sports movies. Um, sort of like this one, they just do four, and they do a, a one that I can't remember. They, they just missed out. They do kind of notable omissions, um, but once again, excellent. We're certainly glad they've joined the family, as far as you know, the podcast family. And give them a listen, give them a follow. Uh, they're on Twitter. 
Um, but they're doing a really good job. And, I, and like I said, I know we all know from starting one that they get infinitely more complex as you go forward, as you can see from who and who manages to find you. So it's a great, it's a lot of fun. Glad they are a part of the family now. For sure. Well, we, we're glad to have them on and, 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 uh, I like that final four buffet food. That's cool. Well, let's get back into it. Let's get to Eric's list again. Eric's number five, it, back to the star Wars phantom menace versus Darth Maul. Hmm. This, I literally, and if, will you please read the note that I put next to it? Because uh, it's the only good scene in the movie. Literally the only good scene in the movie. <laughs> uh, when Liam Neeson and uh, what's his name that plays Obi-Wan Kenobi, uh, when they are fighting Darth Maul with a double-sided lightsaber, that is a sweet fight. Did you just forget Ewan McGregor's name? I did forget Ewan McGregor's name. <laughs> <laughs> what I think is cool about that, though, I will say this, the choreography of having that dude, like, you know, that Darth Maul has, like, the double-sided lightsaber is very cool. Like, you know what oh, because dude, when that came out, that was, like, the one moment in the theater that made you, like, finally! This is what we've been waiting for? Yeah, it was, like, it was so, it was great. It, and the makeup on that dude was great. Like, that whole... The I was what's so sad about the prequels is the ideas were there, like you know what I'm saying. Like the characters were there, and they just didn't deliver what you wanted. You wanted what's funny is you wanted a fan film, and George Lucas went, "Nope, screw that. I'm gonna give you what I want to give you, and it's not what you think." Like that's basically what happened. That's a great way to describe it. So let's look at your number five. That's Neo versus Smith in the Matrix. And this is the original, not the not the two that came after. The original fight of Neo versus Smith when they're in the subway tunnel and they're trying and you know Trinity's yelling run and he just like screw that he turns around and they proceed to just go at it for a solid five minutes. And, like, you know, there's guns involved, but then they run out of bullets, and then there's Kung Fu. And he gives him that little, like, come, like he breaks his glasses, and then, you know, Keanu Reeves gives him that little come here gesture, like they done that he did when he was fighting Morpheus. Like, it was, you know, it's got the bullet angles. Like, everything about that scene is great. Tons of movies have ripped off that scene because that scene is such a good fight. It is. And, and I'll tell you what, man, who knew Hugo Weaving was going to be like a good like villain for, you know, an action series. Hugo Weaving's an awesome actor. You ever seen V for Vendetta? Girl, that's what I'm saying. That's but like, an awesome movie. Yeah, exactly. But you don't, again, it's not, if I had to say name who you think would be a great villain, you wouldn't go straight to Hugo Weaving. You know what I'm saying? He, like, he has a villainous face. Yeah, he does. He looks in like in that monotone voice of Mr. Anderson. Mr. Anderson. Like, yeah. It, like, I'm just, you forget because I think the Matrix got so convoluted late. How good the original is. Like, that, the original is amazing. They did that third one. They were just like, all right, let's just wrap this thing up because I don't really know where we were going with this bad boy. It's about Jesus. I don't know. It's the Hindu stuff. Let's just cap it. Again, when you start trying to be smarter than everybody, Things get worse. Look at our podcast. As we try to get smarter, we get worse. Oh, it's terrible now. <laughs> yeah, no one's listening. Our listenership goes down. That, that SEC quarterback one was like the peak. It was. Hey, shout, I, shout out to Matt from Lake City. That's the only reason why we got listened. I don't believe we had any – were there any crossovers on our list? Stay tuned. 
Well, you usually tell us ahead of time. Well, this time I didn't. Well, he's struggling right now. You're on vacation, and, you know, I got my own problems. Everybody's got something going on. Yeah, exactly. So let's continue on. Finally, Batman makes the list at number four in Mathis's, but unfortunately it's a bad reason. Bane breaks Batman. I wanted to put that one on here. I loved Bane, even though you can't understand him half the time. Can I tell you that my brother loves that movie? He thinks Bane is the greatest thing ever. Of course, anybody knows my brother, he's a huge kind of bodybuilder. Like he thinks it's the you know, dude like getting yoked is great. He's like, that dude's amazing. Uh, the, the traps on Bane alone, I totally get why your brother's like, he's my hero. <laughs> he's everything he wishes he could be. But when he gets him back there and he starts saying, he, you, you merely adopted the dark. I was born in it. Like he's, he's get, The monologue in the middle of it is more scary than him actually breaking his back. You know, he's talking to him. This is not hard for him. Like, you know, your armory greatly accepted. Like, you know, and, and it's that accent that he's not even breathing hard. And he is tearing apart this great hero. It's, it's a great, and, you know, Batman's trying his best and he just cannot get it done. And they, he picks him up and snaps his back in half. It is, of course, it can be, of course, one of the great plot holes in all of movie is that you can fix your broken back by hanging from a noose. Yep, that's yeah. how it works. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, one thing I did like about that fight, in all the other Batman movies, if he's losing a fight, it's because someone's being, like, you know, dishonorable or, like, throwing something at him or being sneaky or going against his code. Bane just whoops his behind. Yeah, he just beats the ever-living hell out of him. Like, it's bad. Like, I wonder what would break first, your spirit or your body, and then just <laughs> smacks him over the knee. <laughs> there was about a two-month period where my sister and I only talked to each other in the Bane voice. <laughs> it would be like, hello, brother. She'd be like, hello, brother. <laughs> because, I'm, because I'm fat, I have sleep apnea, so, like, I have that, like, full face mask, and it looks like Bane. So I like to talk to my wife in it. I'm like, so are you going to bed now? Like that is like she hates it. She can't stand it. But I think it's funny. Do you plan on sleeping tonight? Do you want to watch television? You say Bane. I say Hellraiser. But tomato, tomato. First of all, I love Hellraiser too. We we ever do great horror movies? Would you want to ever do? Because you hate horror movies. We will. It's on the future Hellraiser. list. I'm waiting, trying to get to Halloween. <laughs> Our plan for listeners out there is to, once we get to our busy season at our jobs, to end season one, and then when our busy season's over, to start up season two. But the way things are going right now, I don't know if we have a busy season. Season one might last forever. (laughs) Number four on Eric's list is Bloodsport. Frank Ducks versus Chung Lee, the final fight. First of all, if you don't like Bloodsport, you can just go on ahead and kick rocks, my friend. Our next (laughs) <laughs> what a great movie that fight is so st- stupid crazy and over the top and throwing sand and doing insane splits and John claude Van Damme screaming with his nose bleeding it is a great movie fight I love that fight okay real question for you here and he's avenging the honor of Animal from uh, uh, Revenge of the Nerds the guy that yells nerds yes who you love I love that guy who gets killed by Chung Lee earlier in the movie? Well, he doesn't get killed. He gets his. He gets like broken. Like, he gets like broken, broken. Um, because they go see him afterwards, where he gives. That's the, right. Yes, 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 yes. Where he gives the infamous line of "Any time, any place, anywhere." 
which I'm pretty sure any place and anywhere is the same thing. But okay, that that you know that con that syntax bothers me. But okay, real question: Bloodsport or Kickboxer? Which is your favorite Jean Claude movie? Bloodsport. Yeah, I I think I go Bloodsport, but Kickboxer when that dude licks that glass off that off his hand, like that's pretty vicious. It's pretty gnarly. Yeah, like uh, yeah, no, it's it's tough for me on those two, but um, Bloodsport. When he's like, he has the powder thrown in his eye, like, no, and nobody saw it. Like, yeah, he, the Kumite is full of people for a secret fight organization, and none of them saw him get crap thrown in his eye. You know, I love the fact that the Kumite that that movie is blatantly fake, but it has subtitles at the end that make you think it's real. Okay, well, it was supposedly based on a, the guy that like was in the writing process claimed it was real, and he was invited to it. And everyone was like, yeah, there's, like, nothing. Like, this isn't real at all. Like, there's nothing about this that is real. That's awesome. It's like Beer Fest. I love Beer Fest. <laughs> I, like that, I like that movie, too. Yeah, that's fun. Like Those guys, what are they? Um, Broken Lizard? Broken Lizard. They're good. They need, they need to come out with more stuff. I, I, there's not a single – I haven't even watched that crappy one. Uh, Slam and Salmon? No, the very first one they ever did. Oh, Puddle Cruiser. Yeah, I thought. I'd like them all too. I'm with you, B. They've got a show on a True TV called Tacoma PD that's got Farva and the other guy with the mustache on it. That uh, you Jay, know, if you like, Jay Chandrasekhar or whatever. Yeah. No, no, not Jay Chandrasekhar. The guy that like yells, oh, Trooper, "You boys like Mexico?" Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they're they're in a show together, and so if you, if you like Broken Lizards, go support them there. Oh, okay, Tacoma yeah, PD, it is. You know that Jay is like a director of like TNT shows. Like he did like Leverage. Like he was like one of their directors. Like oh yeah, he directs all kinds of stuff, man. Wow, he's like a big TV director. He did um that Johnny Knoxville Dukes of Hazard movie. He was the director on that. Wow, let's not talk about that. <laughs> Number three <laughs> on Adam's list: Raiders of the Lost Ark. I, I don't know who Adam is. I'm, my name's Eric. Clearly, <laughs> Adam. Indiana Jones versus the Mustache Nazi. Y'all know the fight I'm talking about? What a description, though, when you said it to me. I just laughed. Well, that's who it is. He doesn't have a name. He's just the Mustache Nazi. <laughs> the one where the guy gets killed by the plane in the end, and they're just beating yeah. the hell out of each other. It's a great movie fight. I'll be honest. I don't like. I know, like, Raiders is like the BL end all. I'm a Last Crusade guy. Dude, I thought you were about to say you were a Temple of Doom guy, yeah. and I was about to tell you to get the hell out. No, although he pulls that heart out of that guy. That's pretty awesome. Temple of uh, Doom, when you look back on it, is basically just like Steven Spielberg going, I need to put this lady I have a crush on and will eventually marry into a movie. So how do I pigeonhole her into this battle? Oh, yeah, that – bro, he says is his – it was funny. He says in his documentary that it's his least favorite film he's ever done. Because it's terrible. <laughs> it's a terrible movie. Speaking of pulling hearts out, complete whiff on my notable omissions and complete whiff on y'all's is you could pick any fight from the movie Roadhouse and it could go on this list. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Oh, my. I, I like Roadhouse as like a movie because it's so like ridiculous, but like by the same token, I'm not like, yeah. You put Sam Elliott in anything and I'll be there, but I'm still, uh, I was in the same boat. I was like, nah. Uh. Man, I love Roadhouse. Ripping the throat out is pretty cool, though. I'll give you that. That's pretty. Yeah. 
that was what, what show is it like i'm ripping throats or whatever like <laughs> <laughs> what show what hold on what show is like hey our catch line is like you know like one show is like bazinga mm-hmm. and then this other show is i'm yeah. ripping throats yeah. it's mcgruber have you ever said y'all seen that terrible oh the fake um when he when he's doing the fake like see he's like you my you my friend are getting the throat rip and you my friend like he's going like what he's gonna do to all of them and like his big move is like he's either ripping your nuts off or he's ripping out your throat one or the other beautiful (laughs) god we have a mcgruber reference this this episode has gone far and wide (laughs) number three on mathis's list is one i saw when i was looking at um list preparing for this one i saw number one on a few others and that is old boy versus everyone. I've never seen. Oh, that. you just took it from the list. No, hey, first of all, I like. Are you talking about OG Korean old boy or that remake they made with Brolin? Hey, to be fair, I've only seen all the way through is Brolin's version. But yeah. I, when I watch the YouTube of the Korean one, I still like Brolin's better because they do it as like he walks down through. Like the problem with the one from Korea is one, it has subtitles, which you know I hate. I, I knew that was coming. Yeah, drink. And also, it only takes place on one plane. Like, it doesn't – like, they don't move up and down. In the Brolin version, he has a crawl kind of down, like an incline, and he meets him on the way. But, again, it's all one shot, and it's just it's just Brolin with, like, a hammer. He is just beating the tar out of people. Like, and it's all one – the camera never cuts. It's It follows him everywhere. And he loses – he's losing, and then they say he's breaking shins with a hammer. It's amazing. Um, old boy, if you have not seen it, first of all, if your if your child is in the room, do not watch it. No. Yeah. Secondly, if you uh, yeah, but if it's a good movie, it's a great movie. Um, the storyline is amazing. It's very simplistic, but it's it's a great movie, and that fight scene is awesome. And yes, it's picked by a lot of people. Um, but the one from Korea is is also very cool. But I, to be fair, I I prefer the Brolin version of that movie. Uh, I'm not shocked because you would never watch the Korean version because you'd have to read. <laughs> Mind you, folks, he's a doctor. Number two. The, the smartest person in this group. And yeah. He's like, I don't like reading when the movie puts the words on the bottom. <laughs> Brolin is a better actor than the dude who's in the original. So it's – I love Brolin. Brolin is great as everything, including Thanos in – freaking avengers like he's really good in no country for old men yes i was gonna say that like in deadpool when he's uh kate cable he's great. yeah he is good uh, no, no country for old men that we guy, all stand josh is an amazing villain oh anton shigura oh I wow. can't believe we already did the villains list. I I can't believe I left him off. We did likable villains though. We didn't. Oh no, he's not a likable villain. He is not at all. God, he is crazy good. All right, number two on Mathis's list is Terminator versus the T one thousand. Do you do y'all remember when Terminator came out? Like, yes, like, I do. Not Judgment Judgment Day. I remember coming out. I, t- Terminator one is not. I, I don't love Terminator one. No, no, the second one is like. It, that that's the Terminator movie that everybody is like that movie was awesome. Terminator one's just okay. Yeah, Terminator two because and what's funny is everybody likes Arnold, but I thought the T one thousand is a uh, Robert Patrick is way better. Like the villain in that one because of the kind of the CGI they did with him, where like he's 
when they're fighting and he ends up splitting him in half almost and like he comes back together um with the shotgun blast like t- i'm telling you i loved that movie i still love that movie to this day and the ending where he falls into the uh, thing the liquid metal idea was so cool that was what made it cool because it didn't look like any other movie that was out there at the time either well again cgi is best when it doesn't look like cgi like it looks like it still interacts with everything else that's my problem with like people i looked online and people were like king kong versus the t-rex and the problem with those movies is it doesn't look like the characters are part of the movie no and and like so many movies now are just people yelling in front of a green screen like that uh godzilla king of all monsters movie that new one that came out there's some really cool big monster fight scenes in it, but they're all like you could just comp- they're basically like animation. You know what I mean? There's nothing about them that like stands out as like unique or special or interesting. They're fun, they're cool, or like Pacific Rim, but they something about like that mix of you know like animatronics with CGI makes it so much better. It makes it more real, like you're saying. If you if you could go watch Terminator Two today, it holds up. And that, that, that to me is the ultimate test is something that was made in like the early nineties holds up in 2020 because of how it's shot and how they made it work. And that uh, it's go watch. If you, if you have not seen and for our younger listeners, which are, are none, but if there are some go watch Terminator two and you will realize like that movie could come out today and it would still be just as awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It owns. Yeah. All right. We've made it there to the one crossover. Yes. And this fight scene is really epic. I'd never seen it, and I watched it the other night, preparing for this, and I was like, that deserves to be on the list, and it deserves to be high. Number two on Adam's list, number one on Mathis's list, is there's something about Mary's dad. <laughs> in, His name is Keith David, first of in, all. <laughs> and they live. Okay. If you don't know the premise of they live... Uh, Roddy Piper is the main character who yes, gets Roddy Piper. Excuse me, Rowdy Roddy Piper. No, no, no. He's just an actor. You take the Rowdy off when he's just acting. <laughs> All right. He gets a pair of glasses that allows him to see reality that, like, the planet is occupied by a bunch of aliens and that there's, like, subliminal messages and everything. Like, he holds a piece of money and it says, This is your God. And, like, the premise behind the movie, the messages and everything about it are really interesting and really cool and there's a lot of philosophical messages in it but it is one a super epic fight scene and two an incredibly realistic fight scene yes you first of all you feel every punch in that in that fight scene and it is solidly it is at least eight minutes long like it is like you feel every single punch because the premise behind it is that keith david who is like roddy's friend Roddy has first found the glasses and he can see what the world is. These aliens have come down to take over. They're part of our planet. They, you know, it's all subliminal message kind of stuff. And then he wants Keith David to put the glasses on, who then refuses, like, if you, a friend of yours said, hey, man, put these glasses on, you would put the glasses on. No, 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 no. Keith David is having none of it and refuses to put the glasses on and they fight over it. And the whole time Piper's trying to get him to put these glasses on. They're hitting each other with dumpsters. They are kicking each other. At one point, both of them kick each other in the balls, like square <laughs> with like steel-toed boots. It is amazing. Um, and, 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 like, and the camera never moves. 
you can like you feel like they are really fighting. It would be like if basically if the colonel and I squared off in the parking lot, like is basically what it amounts to, because because they don't even look that in shape. They're well, just, see, that's not realistic. I'd go right for your balls right off the start. <laughs> That'd be my first move. Yeah, first of all, it, you have no chance, man. I grew up on the mean streets of Bono. You got no shot. Yeah, but see, you know, I just got to – I think I could probably maybe slightly outlast you in cardio right now, just barely. Like, you're you're dying, and I'm, like, almost dead, but I think I, if I just ran around you a little bit, I'd be okay. I'll be honest. If you couldn't beat me in cardio right now, you need to go have a blood panel done tonight. Oh, I definitely need to have a blood panel done. There's no doubt about that. No doubt, because I'm pretty sure, like, nine-tenths of my blood right now is, like, Crisco. It's um, mostly Mountain Dew. Yeah, no, first of all, that's every day. Um, but in first of all, Mountain Dews give me too much credit. I drink mountain biking. Oh, excuse me. But if you haven't seen They Live, They Live, like I said, it is so worth your time to watch that fight scene. Go to YouTube now and watch it. It is, and what's funny is South Park did a takeoff. Cripple fight, fight, yes. With Timmy and Jimmy, and they were fighting. It is a basically a shot for shot remake on South Park of that particular fight scene. It's awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I just sent y'all something in our group chat where it's this crazy communist philosopher with a lisp named Slavo Zizek who talks about, like, the deep philosophy behind this fight. It's totally worth your time watching also because he's an insane person. Is that That's not the dude who did the Zeitgeist movie, is it? No, he's the guy that does this movie called, like, A Pervert's Guide to Ideology. And basically, he, he looks at movies like The Birds, and he's like, you, and this is, I'm not joking, this is how he talks. He goes, and you can see here so clearly when the birds come out, it is a phallic symbol about, you know, he wants to sleep with the woman. And you're just like, what the hell are you talking about? It's so worth your time, though. I made it through about 20 minutes of The Pervert's Guide to Ideology, and I was like, I can't do this, and my head hurts. Like, I can't deal with this anymore. No, because you're just like, I enjoy The Matrix, and he's like, The Matrix is about the conflict between God and man. And you're just like, what are you talking about? <laughs> All right, well, now... Sean? Sean, are you okay? You guys. I'm not sure about it right now. You... <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing. Here's... The we guy who loves Bane has just walked up next to me right now. Is the, the be all end all of uh, no questions asked. <laughs> yeah. When's he coming on the podcast? Yeah, he, yeah. Bane, uh, Bane kicked Batman's. Uh, can't cuss on this thing, but he, he, beat, he beat him pretty good. <laughs> when are we gonna have him on top ten fish of all time to catch or something? Hey, that guy right there in the background. You know he does. He he gets that trap bar out every day, and he's like, gotta be like Bane. Gotta get. <laughs> All right, here it is. Number one on Adam's list. I've been so disappointed since I saw this. Uh, Mathis, you're going to be disappointed in this. I don't care about either Lord, of your opinions. Lord of the Rings, Twin Towers, Helm's Deep. First of all, it's two towers, and I actually like Lord of the Rings, but it shouldn't be number one. How is that battle not number one? That's like the most epic fight scene ever in a movie. Oh, and they're count- It's so dark, you can't even see what's going on half the time. Yeah, so um, bad. I mean, it should have been top ten. I should have picked it somewhere in mine, but it's what makes that one is when him and when Lake when uh, what's the elf's name? The Pirates of the Caribbean. Legolas. Legolas and the dwarf are going through, and they're counting off their numbers. They're killing at the time, which is pretty cool. That move that is an epic battle. It's it, amazingly done. It should have made my list. It's not better than they live. It's not even close to being better than they live. I think it's better. 
you'd be wrong. You're wrong. Sean I'm, Sean, I'm interested in what your opinion of the number one is. Number one is um, Anakin versus Obi-Wan. God, you're a dumbass. <laughs> if you, you would, like, literally, do you, did y'all have Cripple Fight on there? Yes, we did. Yeah, we had Cripple Fight on there. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, I just, I, first of all, I love the fact that, I love the fact that Shade's thing is like, let me pick the most Wonder Bread, possibly most popular, like, he He's always going to pick the vanilla ice cream ham sandwich missionary sex choice that there is. That's who he is as a person. When you accept him for that, you like him more. I'm telling you. Yeah. I mean, just the. I mean, he he has the depth of like a wading pool. Like it's just amazing. Man. Wow. Vanilla ice cream. I don't know why you would ever deviate from that. It's just delicious. Dude, I could fill a bowl with paste, and you wouldn't probably know the difference. Just. Based on- <laughs> Let me tell you this for the for people who listen to who Neil and Will's Final Four is that this uh, Shane Sunday buffet would be one see through piece of ham. Yes. <laughs> a tablespoon of macaroni and a, the a fried chicken leg, but the scrawniest one he could pick out of the thing. And then he'll be too full after he eats it. A, a, a quarter size mashed potato with an eyedropper of gravy. That's no, gravy. gravy. no gravy. Terrible. No gravy. No. No gravy. He's an idiot, and he thinks gravy's terrible. <laughs> wow. Let's wrap up tonight's episode. Most notable mission. So, I like that the angriest I got all night was about gravy. Really <laughs> Anakin versus Obi Wan is the most notable mission in Revenge of the Sith. Mathis number one is the epic fight scene from They Live, and Adam's number one is Lord of the Rings. Wow. So. Our next episode, uh, we will record when Mathis returns from vacation. Hopefully, we get ourselves a Dr. Ty episode this weekend. Uh, Warzone update. I got booted today. Well, I'll tell you, the, the boot has really helped. It's the, old, it's the only thing keeping me in the game. The colonel is killing the boot because like, I keep forgetting to check mine. Um, but so far, I am, like, crushing y'all still at 32 because the boot doesn't work but every 18 hours. So, I, I am leading at 32. and then Is it reset time? The, the, first of all, I'm sure somebody will punch the button. Um, <laughs> Ad, old Eric slash Adam is at 20, and then uh, Sean Shane. Yeah, Sean <laughs> is at 18. So moving forward. Well, we'll catch up. Don't worry. Once I can, once I can figure out how to not get booted, you know, by just playing. <laughs> <laughs> When I have to go in for my heart surgery and get booted every day, it's going to be a problem. <laughs> Y'all catch up with that. <laughs> if you disagree with our list, you can contact us at perlopodcast at gmail.com. We appreciate all the, the fanfare we get on there. Or you can uh, check us out on perlo underscore podcast on Twitter. Um, appreciate everyone tuning in tonight. Uh, we uh, enjoy doing this as always. We enjoy bringing content to you. We are 26 episodes in. How cool is that? It's a marathon. So yeah. uh, who, who would have thought we really did this? We actually have, we never follow through with anything and this just keeps going on forward. I know I'm impressed. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. We're, we're almost professionals. <laughs> We've almost made $15 boys. <laughs> it was like nine eighty two when I checked it earlier. Oh my God. I thought we were past 10. I know I lied. I was wrong. 25, 25 hours. I'm a biscuit eater. Okay, 25 hours of our life, and we have less than $10 made. So let's Minimum, because those first episodes went long. We're probably at like 40 hours of our life on here. 
God, when you really put it like that, it makes me want to just, you know, call it a day. Uh, if you really want to go back and listen to where how far we've come, that first episode of the two lists that went like a solid hour 30, like that is a... That was too much. We apologize for that. <laughs> but we do appreciate everyone listening and tuning in. Uh, thank you again. And uh, have a great weekend. Wear your mask. And we will... See you next week on Perlo Podcast, top 10 list from the South Carolina Low Country. Master 2022. Take it easy.